You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell. And today, Tony, we're going to be talking, tackling round three of our biggest retirement pitfalls or punches in the mouth to stick with the Mike Tyson theme. (laughs) And today's punch to the mouth, as it were, is known as needy family, in particular, Uh financially needy family. We all have them, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know who it is in your family that's the needy financial person, it's you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know exactly who it is, and it's me. No. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about that as the third and final punch in our series of pitfalls that really knock people's retirement plans off off chart. And I think that uh, I want to point out that there's different types of needy families, so I want to I want to make sure we're clear what we're talking about sure. today. We're going to talk about adult children and aging parents. We're going ah, to cover both. Those are the those are the biggies. But before we jump into that, Dan, I know you're anxious to get into it. Uh, but first, let's recap. So this is part three. Uh, of there's three punches to the mouth that people uh, take in retirement and you want to mm-hmm. be able to avoid those. That's what we're talking about. Uh, what were the first two that we covered the last couple of weeks? Right. So the first one, which is the most obvious or the most talked about, or people are most aware about is market corrections, whether it's a stock market correction, bond correction, precious metals, Bitcoin, whatever you're invested in real estate. If the market corrects and you get crushed on that, that's usually a punch to your retirement plans, particularly oh, yeah. when it comes to income. Yeah, that's a punch. That's a punch in the mouth uh, when it comes to your retirement plans. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's not good. So the first one was market corrections or a market crash or market adjustments, mm-hmm. uh, having too much at risk. What's the second one? The second one was a negative health event. So something to you or your family member that um, happens, whether it's a chronic condition or an um, a disability, some sort of accident, something that really takes toll on your personal health or your family's health, that typically is a punch to the mouth of your retirement planning, in particular because of the expense associated with dealing with that health care crisis. Right. High health care costs. High health care costs are huge. I mean, they just keep going up and up and up, obviously. And like long-term care or God forbid you're in an accident or have a major disease uh, come about, healthcare costs can really be a a punch in the face or a punch in the mouth to your retirement funds and your savings. So those are the first two. And now we're on to needy family members. This one sounds a this one sounds a bit uh, controversial or uncomfortable maybe as a topic. Well, we in the market corrections, the first one, we talked about how everyone talks about it. You got television stations dedicated to the market. So people yep. are always aware of it. And healthcare and dealing with aging, people don't want to talk about. And this one, people are sometimes surprised about it because the 
it's one of those, again, one of those things that people don't like to talk about, but also people don't expect to have happen. So of the three punches, this is going to be the one that comes out of a left field that people don't see. Right. It's, people don't stop to think about this. This isn't usually part of, hey, we need to plan for a market crash. Everybody knows that that could happen or market adjustments. And if your money's at risk, you could lose money. And that's in the news all the time. Like you said, healthcare costs are in the news. We always hear about how high healthcare costs are. How are we going to cover healthcare insurance? How are we going to pay for long-term care? I mean, Lord knows you and I, Dan, have done enough shows on healthcare. Right. I and, mean, and people, we, we talk they, about they're aware of the long-term care costs because that's the biggest people's biggest fear is running out of money yep. as opposed to dying. And they know that nursing home, no one wants to go to a nursing home. So they talk about it, but this third punch, no one really talks about too much. Yeah, especially and, I don't think people see it de completely derailing or depleting their their savings, their nest egg, their retirement funds. But I have, I've seen it. You've and seen we'll it happen. It. You know, let's start with uh, let's start with the kids, the adult kids, I should say. Okay. So what what is a kid? What would you define as a kid? Well, when Under you say adult, 21? adult kid, yeah, kids are any, I would say kids are, yeah, tw under 21, but 21 okay. and an, 21 and over, they're adults, but until they're on their own, uh, they're adult children at this point. We never, I think that's a new term. I don't think there ever was such a thing as adult children in the 70s or even 80s. Well, I mean, there's always been adult children, but you know what I mean. You're right. Like that term of the adult like children widespread. being so needy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the, the the government raised the healthcare age to 24 for kids to be on your plan, Yep. health plan. So, I mean, it's creeping up. And I think studies are showing that the mind isn't fully developed until 26 or something. But uh, Well, that would explain a lot. <laughs> Let me talk to you about this this report. This is a Merrill Lynch report came out with. It's called The Financial Journey of Modern Parenting. I want to give you some stats from this. Ooh, I'm gonna, these, are the, gonna be too, these are going to hit close to home, I'm afraid. I'll put the link in the show notes. 79% uh, of people financially support adult children. 79% of the people in this survey support financially support adult children and wow. of those 54 percent pay for some or all of phone expenses <laughs> so th this isn't necessarily fully supporting the adult child like paying you know all your paying all their bills but at in some capacity helping out the adult children yeah well my son's 20 uh he's 20 so he hasn't turned 21 yet but he turns 21 soon, but he, uh, we pay for his phone. We pay for mm -hmm. his car. We pay for his car insurance. We pay for his health care. We pay for everything, basically. Are you adopting? Because uh, <laughs> I got three of my own. Or I'll, I'll go under you. You're older than I am. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you the same thing. I will legally change my last name if, you, if that's what it takes, Tony. <laughs> Dan Shore. Has a certain ring to it, doesn't it? Danny. You can call me Danny. <laughs> I, was another... told, I was told to never call you Danny. <laughs> good good advice. <laughs> you, said another. That, you said somebody called you Danny once. My, once. my mom did. And that was once. the last thing. She, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. 75% put child's interest ahead of their own retirement needs. Ooh, that one gets me. 
That one bothers me. They put their child's interest ahead of their own retirement needs. And this last one, 72% wish someone would educate their children about investing. Hmm. I think all hmm. of those are true for me. <laughs> well, here's the problem with that last one. I'm part of that 79%. Uh, you know, you, you are. You're part of that. You're, you're enabling. Don't enable, Tony. That's the lesson. No, uh. I want to make a point about that last thing here. 72% wish someone would educate their children about investing. That's not what it should be. In my opinion, you don't want to teach your kids about investing. I mean, you do. I mean, that's great if you do, but that's not the problem. Instead of teaching children about investing, we need to teach them about debt, job and career selection, and just fiscal responsibility and budgeting. Fiscal responsibility and spending plans. Spending plans. Yeah, and you said the B that, word. Well, that's. I'm you know, sorry. We're yeah, calling spending, it spending plans. plans. Yeah, <laughs> Cash flow. Cash flow. Because we just said, uh, when you said the word budget, a bunch of people just clicked off. They, they stopped <laughs> listening to the show. <laughs> Change because the station, scares, turn the dial. It scares them. You said if you say credit card debt or budget, they don't want to face those issues in their lives. Well, so they, well I said 72% wish someone would educate their children about investing because they're certainly not. But I would I wish 100% right. of the time they would teach the kids about just debt or just just about careers. You know, like yeah. don't get it going a career that's not going to pay off the student loan. Yeah. You know, I'm fortunate. But, My kids are fortunate. My wife is that's what she was. She's a career services director for she was a career services director for uh, a university for a while. And she's been in recruiting. So she knows which job field she reads up on where the jobs are going to be 10, 20 years, you know, what jobs will be the, be most available and pay the best. So she's steering all our kids into those fields and explaining to them early on. I mean, like junior high saying, sitting them down saying, this is a path you have to be on if you want to be able to live comfortably. Is it too late for you? Did she... It no, it's you? way too late. My parents blew, <laughs> they blew that ride a long time ago. That ship Your wife sailed. thought she could marry you and, and make some changes and it just didn't work? Yeah, I love it. I love it when people get married uh, thinking they can change their spouse. <laughs> That's always a good one. She showed you the numbers. Hey, uh, radio, uh, let's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my parents did the opposite. My mom encouraged me. Oh, you want to, you can do anything you want. Well, I want to be a radio announcer. Go for it. Like, Mom. Okay. All right. Yeah. Listeners, yeah. don't let your kids do anything they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't know, allow I, them to go into radio. I want to give a couple of uh, tips here before we move on to the aging parents. But um, I always like to use the oxygen mask analogy, especially when it comes to kids. Help yourself first before you're helping your children. And, um, and, and I think student loans is a good one. It's a lot easier for you to give your kids money later to help pay off their student loan debt than it is to take on your own debt in retirement. Meaning you can't take out a loan to retire. Your kids can take out a loan to go to school and you can't borrow for your retirement. You can borrow for school. So I would say, help yourself out. Don't raid your retirement funds to help your kids out. Just don't do it. And don't even forego saving for retirement to help your kids out or grandkids, whoever. Uh, it's just, it just doesn't make sense in the end. But if you're going to, like I have my 24 year old niece living with us now, she's making a career change. She enabler. needed some, she, I am an enabler, right? <laughs> it's true. But 
it's tough. It really is a difficult one to dodge. It's a difficult punch to dodge because you don't want to see family members flounder. You want to help as much as possible, which is why we're talking about it, because it's one of those things that really get people, right? And so what you want to do, if you're going to help out a family member, write it down. I mean, literally write a contract down, write it in, put it in ink so that there is some sort of plan that you're following, you know, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you by, um, allowing you to live here for six months or a year, whatever it is, you're going to share the household duties. Um, and at that six month point, you're done, you're out. And so we're going to help you find a new place to go. Um, it's a lot easier to get out of a situation if it's written down plan than if it's just this undefinable, indefinite, loosey-goosey situation. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, I know exactly what you mean. What you mean is uh, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face, but you at least have to have the plan. And, <laughs> yes. and yes. with finances, you can actually plan to avoid, if you have a plan, you'll avoid a lot of these punches. However, there will still be some punches that might land. You can't control everything. You can't stop a market crash. You can't control the economy. However, uh, if you have a plan in place, it, it is so much easier to deal with it when it comes. Yes. Right? That's and, what you're saying? Yes. And it's a lot easier to have a conversation with your child about rent or moving. I, I, I'm a big yeah. proponent of charging rent if your child's going to come back to live with you. Even if it's a tiny amount, as long as it's something, because it, then there's a conversation piece. Oh, I think your rent's going to go up. If you don't charge anything, then it's just assumed you're never going to charge, and it's just going nowhere. But when you when you charge something or when you have a formal contract of some sort, you always have that to fall back on and say, remember we talked about this? Remember how we said we we're going to help you get on your feet and get you through the next X number of months? It's so much easier if you have that plan in place. If you just go in blind and say, come and stay as long as you need, well, it could turn into a forever thing, which doesn't help anybody. No, no, it certainly doesn't. But, you know, we all want to help our children out. So it's it's easier said than done, you know, putting your needs ahead of your children. Uh, but that's hard. That's a hard thing for us to do. But you're right. It's like in the airplane when the oxygen mask drops. You got to put yours on first, then help your kids. So. Uh, I see your point there and you don't want to enable them. I think that's another great point you've made today. Don't enable the kids uh, as far as finances and educate them. Like you said, that 72% wish somebody would educate their kids about investing. Well, that's crazy. They need to first uh, educate them about just simply dealing with debt and basic finance, you know, budgeting, mm -hmm. spending plan, then about saving, uh, really. I mean, more than overall investing, just putting money away in a 401k, which is investing or an IRA. Right. However, uh, really just that's putting money in a retirement fund for later in life. And I think that's smart. And sometimes the kids have to fail in order to learn. And, it, yeah. and it's okay for them to take that hit because then they'll appreciate it later, though. I mean, they won't like you now, right? But your objective is not to be best friends. Your objective is to teach your children to be self-sufficient, which, yep. which brings me to the next point, which is you're right. Help yourself first. And I think a lot of people help themselves first 
when they go through it with their aging parents. And what I mean by that is Uh. when you have to help an aging parent, your first thought after that situation ends, because eventually it ends, your first, your next thought is, I'm not going to do this to my kids. Uh, When you have a needy, financially needy parent, there's not much worse than that because typically it happens right at the time when you have some financially needy children as well. So you get sandwiched in between. They call it the sandwich generation. And dealing with an aging parent is a different story because a lot of times there's an even deeper obligation there if your parent helped you. And either way, it's not a fun situation, whether it's a child or a parent. Having to deal with that is a problem. And more and more people are facing this retirement punch because more and more people are living longer. So one of the questions I ask when I meet people that come to me to do retirement planning is I start asking about their parents and their kids. I ask how old their parents are, when did they die, or what are their ailments, because I'm trying to get a feel for what this person's going to be facing. And I also want to know if that parent's going to be financially needy. Are they going to be the one that comes when you, you're 66, you're retired, you're about to go on this big trip, and when mom has a slip and fall and needs to go to a nursing home, can't afford it, who's going to take care of her, your sister lives in Georgia, you live in Florida, what do you do? These things happen way too often, and it just seems to come at a big surprise to everyone when it really shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one that people don't think about. It's not like you read articles about it or see it on the news when you turn on the news, at least not prominently. So uh, I think it is a great topic to talk about. And there are solutions, though, right? I mean, uh, how do you help your clients, Dan, uh, deal with this or prepare for it? The, the number one rule, I would say, when dealing with an aging parent, because it can be very tricky, too. You know, there's also that whole, I mean, there's that whole self-sufficiency thing. You want your parent to feel self-sufficient. You don't want to treat them like a child, even though it is almost, uh, you know, beginning of life thing. You know, the circle of life, they become dependent like a child at some point. But what you want to do is you want to address it before it happens. So you might say, yeah, I'm, uh, if you're listening and you've helped an aging parent, you know exactly what I mean. It's, it's really difficult, not only for the parent, but also for you. It's a drain emotionally, financially. So you want to prepare ahead of time. So you want to start talking about these things, things such as the living situation. Mom, dad, um, I know you're fine where you are now, but you know, 10 years from now, are you going to want to climb those stairs? Are you in a situation where you'll be self-sufficient in this home or do we need to start considering alternative places to live? That's a tough conversation to have when someone's been there their whole life, but it's a lot easier when they're fully capable as opposed to when they're crippled or, you know, starting to have dementia. You want to address it early. So start the conversation early. You're going to want to also make sure the legal documents are in order. What do we mean by that? Especially if you have siblings, you're going to want to have who's going to be in charge, who's going to be the power of attorney, oh, who's going to make the health surrogate decisions, you know, who's, so many who's going to be the, taking the lead. Yeah, so many things to deal with. I, I hate all that stuff. And that you help people with get some of that paperwork together, right? Right. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but I'll be the one that just har- harasses you until you get those documents <laughs> in order. You know, because if you think about it, if my goal is to help someone retire, my goal is to really teach them defense. So if they're going to go in the ring 
with Mike Tyson. I'm going to teach them how to not fight. I'm going to teach them how to dodge and run. You know, that's the goal. So my goal is, you know, what are the things that are going to knock you down? And the aging parent thing is one of those that really, I, I put it this way, Tony, I had a couple recently here in Clearwater. Um, the wife was already retired and um, the husband just retired. And I, you know, in the first few months of retirement, there's a lot of communication between us because we're, I mean, especially the six months leading into retirement year leading in. So we were really engaged. And then finally they retired. They're like, all right, now we're going to relax. So my, my role kind of is still there, but I'm, I take a back seat. So I gave him three months and I gave a call. How's it going? Three months in, what do you think? And he's like, it's not what I thought at all. I said, Oh, are you bored? Are you scared? You know, he's like, no, my wife's a mother had a fall and now she's getting a little anxious and anxiety. She's starting to show signs of dementia. All we've been doing is taking care of her. We haven't had a chance to start our retirement. And that was Yikes. not part of the plan. Yeah. However, we had talked about it. So we had planned for this and we made sure that the mother already had the insurance she needed. She had the place to go. But even with all those things in order, it still came out of left field. Even though they knew that she was getting older, they didn't expect it to happen when it did, and it totally threw their retirement dreams off course. That's why it's it perfect for happens. the punch in the face analogy. comes out of nowhere. It does. It really does. So you, you're going to want to ensure that your parents have a plan as well. So if they don't, you're going to want to have them make sure they got their legal documents in order because that happens. Yeah. You know, mom dies, dad's now in charge of everything, and he didn't do, he didn't make any of the decisions. So now his finances are all out of whack. And you got two siblings that they disagree with what should happen next. Get the parents, especially if they're both alive, work together to create a financial plan ahead of time so that when something does happen, it's not like now what? It's already mapped out. Also, if your parents have uh, Medicare, it doesn't cover long-term care. You got to know that. See, and people don't understand Medicare until they're on it. So if you're saying, oh, I'm 55, uh, Medicare is going to take care of my parents. Yeah. It will health-wise, but not for long-term care or long-term care issues. So you're going to want to make sure that you have caregiving um, plans. Is it going to be you or your siblings, or is it going to be a nurse? And who's going to pay for it? Do they have insurance? Who, what's going to be covered? What's not? Where are they going to live? All these things you need to think about ahead of time, and it's best to do it early while your parent is still with it and can engage in the conversation. Well, and that that's so true, and I think this is, a great topic. And obviously, this is something that can sneak up on people. Now, we're almost out of time for today's show. Dan, let people listening know what you have to offer and how they can get a hold of you. One of the one of my jobs is, as a financial planner, especially as a retirement planner, is to help people retire, create income and all that. But another piece of the puzzle is I often act as a barrier or a defense or defense, you know, like a a picket fence or something that prevents the needy family members from destroying your retirement. And I say this tongue in cheek, but I truly mean it that sometimes I'll be the blame. So, hey, mom, dad, can I borrow 10,000 to start this new company? They'll say, uh, Dan, our financial advisor said no. Talk to him about it. So sometimes I provide that role for people and I don't mind it because it's part of my job. My job is to help people retire. And if, if part of that is to play defense against a needy parent, needy parent or a needy child, 
I'm all in and I do it. So if you're interested in prepping for, you want some tools to help with your children. If you're in a situation where you need to stop, say no to someone and you just can't yet, give me a call. I'll talk you through what other people are doing. I'll give you some tips on what's worked for my other clients and maybe it'll work for you. The easiest way is to give me a call 888-508-5935 or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All right. Sounds great, Dan. And this is a great topic. Uh, Covered a lot. The three punches to the mouth uh, that you might take or your retirement (laughs) funds might take. A good show today. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio and our host, Dan Wynn. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, Head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.